Undeniable Johnny Goldsmith, J.U. Wrestle Talk, and TWG1991 require your undivided attention for however long this takes. Welcome to Snapbacks and Beards. Your discretion is advised. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to episode 28 of the Snapbacks and Beards podcast. And it's another special episode of the podcast tonight. Um, I am your host, that wrestling guy, TWG1991, joined as always by my co-host, the undeniable Johnny Goldsmith. Johnny, how are we doing? Evening, Stu. How are you? Yeah, very good, good very good. Good. And uh, as always, my other co-host, J.E. WrestleTalk. Jay, how are we doing? Yeah, I'm all good. I'm looking forward to this one. This should be a good one. Yeah, good, good. And as I say, sir, it is a special episode and we are delighted to be joined from Ontario, Canada by the death merchant, Jackson Payne. Welcome, Jackson. Thank you guys thank so you. much for having me. Thank you for thank you for joining us. Thank you for, for joining us. So just straight off the bat, I know this is probably one you get all the time, but why why pro wrestling why what was what was the decision behind that to uh to get involved one i must be stupid not kidding (laughs) 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 let's be honest if you want to do this for a living you must not be all nowhere in the head yeah Um, (laughs) i I have to say it goes back to my childhood um i i think my fondest memories were saturday night's main event uh I might have been two or three years old. And the the two biggest influences that I saw at the time with Larger Life were Macho Man Randy Savage and Hulk Hogan. And I saw Hulk Hogan come out and I was like, I like him. And then I saw Macho Man and I was like, okay, I like him. So it was Macho Man and Hulk Hogan. And then what really got me was was the first time I ever actually realized what wrestling was and the appreciation for it all wrestlemania 4 atlantic city macho man Randy savage wins that that world championship tournament and i was hooked you know wrestlemania 4 and once i saw savage like he had changed costumes four times in one night no one did that yeah no one did that hogan and andre you know between that that was it. I was hook, line, and sinker, and I was like, at a young age, I was like, I want to do this for a living. Don't know how, but I want to do this for a living. And, you know, and I've been doing it this April 1st will be 15 years. Wow. Wow. That's, that is a long time to be yourself through it. It's April Fool's Day, so no one believed me as a wrestler when I said, hey, I'm an actual professional wrestler. <laughs> so, it's still a running joke this day, unless you know me and you know my social media and you follow me, then you know. But people I say, oh, I'm a professional wrestler. Well, you big enough? Yes. But people who haven't seen me in 10, 20 years, ah, you follow it. But it's like, no, it's like, I, yeah, I made it. So you're doing it. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. That's really, really, really cool. Have you been to any? Um, because we, we spoke very briefly, um, yesterday about you, you do this is what you do. This is what you love. You all pro wrestling. Have you been yeah. to any? any events have you got yourself to a, a wrestlemania or anything like that yet to, as a fan i was supposed to go to wrestlemania uh two years ago and when they were a few years back and mm. uh something happened where i was supposed to get things i couldn't i couldn't go but a bunch of my colleagues and wrestling friends they all went and i was like mm. wait i wanted to go to SummerSlam in toronto um and it just mm. didn't line up due to working commitments you know yeah. and I don't want to blow off a book and just to go to SummerSlam. You know what I mean? Because you never know who's watching. You never know who. <laughs> Saw that. Yeah, right? of course. So, so I was supposed to, I wanted to go because I wanted to see Edge. And, uh, but it just didn't. Who wouldn't? Who, who wouldn't want to see I was, I was waiting for you to jump in on that, on that, Jay. I was waiting for that as a, as an edgehead. I was waiting for, waiting for that. Nice, um, Jay. I know you had a had a few questions, uh, Jay, as well that you uh, you had lined up. I did. I'm gonna I'm gonna do it, boys. I'm gonna jump straight in with my my favourite question that we ask. So, Jackson, you've just put on a 20 minute classic match. 
what is your go-to meal? What are you eating straight after you've had that match? I get this question a lot. Um, <laughs> so it's hard to be a two-point uh, two, two answer, if, if I'm being yeah. honest with you. One, depends on what's open. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Fair, fair. Two, it depends on where we're going. Okay. So now, I love myself a, a classic steakhouse. Okay, I don't know what um, what kind of steakhouse you guys have in the UK, but we have like Kelsey's, Montana's, Chuck's Roadhouse, like these old school traditional pubs, but they they have that old old school feel to it. They have the motor motorcycles mm -hmm. and they have the the cowboy hats and the, the longhorns and nice. I'll, I'll go there and I may get a steak or I may get uh, you know I always love. Um, Burgers and chips. Yeah. Right? That's my go to if I don't have yeah. steak. Um, yeah. But usually it's about, you know, some sort of um, some sort of beef if it's like um, steak cute cut up in like a a, 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 um, a pan that they yeah. fry yeah. with onions and peppers in it nice. with potatoes or whatever. But it's usually some sort of uh, beef. If it's, mostly if it's like a, a quick thing, it's Burgers and fries. Yeah, yeah. I'm a big burger guy. Like I love. Oh, Wendy's. yeah, same. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But usually, beef, like usually, some sort of beef, like a steak or something. Nice. Yeah, nice. I think that's a great answer. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's answer, you know, yeah. <laughs> you don't get big like me for eating not eating beef. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, what is the uh, what what is the the workout and the gym routine like to stay that that size? <laughs> um. So it, 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 it differs every couple months because you have to change things up. Um, I will go, like, I, I train six days a week, legit, six days a week, you know. Um, sometimes seven, I'll go in there just to be there. And if I feel like I didn't have such a good workout one day, I'll just go in and I'll, like, double up, but I won't do as much volume. Um, so, for instance, today after the podcast, I'm going to go in and I'm going to digest. So, I'll go in and I'll do um, four sets on the cable crossovers, four sets on the, the bench press, four sets here, but I will do high volume. So, yeah. what I'll do is, I, I do the, I don't know if you guys ever heard of the pyramid effect. Yep. Where you yeah, start yeah. the highest and you work down and then you go back up to you failure. So, I will start as heavy as I possibly can. With good form, mind you. Um, so I'll go in there and I'll grab 315, 450, and I'll just start bench pressing. Usually I can get 10 to 12 with good form the first set. And then I, I go on feel by how my body's reacting, how much time I have to recover. But it's pretty heavy, pretty, pretty consistent, and, and pretty um, intense. Um, and I think that is, you know, the best way to go about it. Like, if you go in there and you're half-assed and you say, okay, I'm only going to do four sets of this and then four sets of that and then I'm done. Well, that's just a warm-up. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. so it's very vigorous and it's very hectic. I go in there, I blast music in my ear, I zone out, I get looks from everybody because they're like, this, this guy's bench-pressing this, this guy's doing this. I don't go in there just to... Be a big guy going there because it's my therapy. I go in there because if I'm not lifting weights, heavy weights, if I'm not pushing, if I'm not giving it my all, I feel like I'm wasting my time. So yeah. it's a lot. It's very heavy. It's very intense. And it's very structured and very safe. And with me, um, form is everything. Yeah. And that's yeah. how I can be as big as I am and not have the issues with short rotator cuffs or biceps or triceps or what have you yeah no that makes mm -hmm. makes it makes a lot of sense so and then, I, then i will monitor it for like six weeks and then i will go and i will change it up not much but i'll just see what i need to add and what i need to subtract and just see what to, to, to adapt on that muscle that that time so cool cool mm -hmm. uh johnny any any questions i know you're buzzing to to get in there yeah so I'm just thinking, like, you talk about the music that you're blasting. So what kind of music are we listening to? Goes on mood, right? So 
if I'm in there and I know, okay, let's say, say you you said to me you were you were the booker and you said, okay, Jackson, you're gonna be doing this in like four weeks. And obviously putting me as a monster, whatever. Then I'm listening to heavy stuff. So I'm listening to Metallica, Slayer, um, Avenged Sevenfold. Nice. Five Finger Death Punch. I'm yeah, listening to yeah. Motorhead, one of my favorite bands, Motorhead. Mm -hmm. Right? Stuff like that. Um, and, you know, sometimes I'll throw in some, like, hype music, right? Like, sometimes I'll just grab one of those, like, gym playlists from YouTube and just... Yeah, just go. But it's the the louder, the heavier, the more that I can push, the more that I can be bring Jackson out. Yeah. And I think you know, mm -hmm. with me, people are like how how do you listen to that stuff? It's like driving you crazy. No, it, it fuels me to to go the uh, yeah. extra mile above and beyond. So that's it's a absolutely heavy, great. Heavy music. So. I was going to yeah. say, if, if any of those band, if uh, any sort of bands are going to get you going, it's those bands that you, you've just listed off there. So yeah, yeah again, sometimes, great I, sometimes I listen. Sometimes I listen to. Um, uh, oh Jesus! Sometimes I listen to Tool. Sometimes, but now yeah, okay. yeah. I, I I sometimes get caught when I'm um when when I'm in the gym because I'm I'm much the same. If depending on what depending on the on the mood but it'll usually right. be i mean pop punk is usually my thing but yeah. every now and then you know there'll be saliva just yeah you know they'll they'll be they'll be they'll, um, they'll, 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 they'll be saliva they'll be sort of alter bridge there'll be stuff like that i'm listening to but because um me and me and my lovely wife will often share music on car journeys lots of her stuff then skips into that like oh you may like this so I'll be I'll be there like chest pressing and then Westlife come on. I'm like <laughs> okay, okay, this feels this feels bizarre. I don't know what I'm yeah. I don't know what I'm doing now. But, I listen um, to I listen to a lot of um wrestling music also. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. We're, like music. I mean like you know, I'll listen to Bret Hood, you know, the Ho Foundation. Yeah. You know, yeah. Listen yeah. To, you know, um Real American, uh American made, you know, it just pushes you. Um, yeah. The one I've been using the most right now is um, "You're Gonna Pay" from The Undertaker when he was uh, yeah. American. You're gonna that's, pay. That's <laughs> yeah. such a good song. Plus, that's, yeah. that just resonates yeah. with me. Like, and plus, it was a theme. My theme song that I use. Um, a friend of mine's band, local Hamilton band here in Ontario, they literally made me my own theme song. Oh I've wow! It's called awesome. "Broken Down and Dirty," and it's rock and it's heavy and it's edgy and and I I listen to that and that gets me going like especially going to a show, you know. Yeah. I know I'm gonna hear it four hours from now, but when it's in your head and then once it hits and then right before the curtain opens, you there. So I use that a lot too. But it's nice. a lot of like, indie music. Sometimes I'll listen to that. Uh, sometimes I'll throw in show some HBK just to get going. Oh, oh, my no. oh no! Don't don't say yeah, that to Jay. He oh, loves no. that one. I've been listening to um, uh, Kingdom from uh, Square yeah. Rose. Yeah, downstairs. Yeah. Uh, yesterday, I was listening to um, not his song anymore, but um, Jungle Boy's old theme. Oh, I was so worried you were going to say that. <laughs> uh, I, I knew I saw his face. I had to say it. Sorry. No, no, Kingdom and like all that sense of Triple H's theme, the game. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'll yeah. myself as a student of the game because Stu was asking me yesterday. He's like, You watch wrestling? And I'm like, 98, 99%. Like, I have a projector I put on my wall here and it takes up my whole wall. Oh, bigger than nice. And I have my 60 inch TV here, but I watch wrestling on my wall. Nice, love that. That's the best way to watch it. Yeah, that, yeah. that is. Mm -hmm. That is awesome. doesn't like it, but you know. <laughs> I was gonna. I was just gonna say though, I'd be really worried that if I was in the gym and I was sort of bench pressing and I was listening to Kingdom and I had it up like this and the woe came up, I'd let go of the weights <laughs> to, to do the, and then try and grab the weights without realizing it. That would actually be on time as well, Johnny. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, exactly <laughs> when it should be. Uh, I was going to ask as well. Um, so, 
obviously you got the gym six days a week, but if you've got a show that day, uh, is the workout still as intense or is it more? Yes. It has it? To be okay. because, because if I'm not feeling it, then it throws my whole day off, especially when I know I have to be, I have to switch gears so fast on a show. And I'm one of the biggest guys on any roster. And I'm not saying that as an ego. I'm saying it because it's fat. So when I say biggest guys, I mean bodybuilding-wise. There's few guys that look amazing, and they look big too, and they're big. But on certain shows, you have the, the skinny guys. You have the no-body guys. You have people that just go out there and just wrestle. Then you have the bigger guys that are, you know, that are kind of fluffy, right? So and I'm not body shaming anybody because, you know, my mentor, he's, you know, he's been around for a long time, uh, Lenny Lilac. Um, I was actually with him yesterday when I was uh, messaging you. Um, and he's what I told you about the pilots. He's like, oh, yeah, I want to get booked in the UK. I'm like, I'm trying. <laughs> um, he's taking me under his wing and pretty much like, you know, you my monster, you this, you go and you be professional but you go and you do you think so but it, it all goes by like when i'm in the gym for a show i go there early i hit the gym come back eat something and i'm ready so it, it's 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 as intense as any other day but a little bit more because you know you are in about four hours mm. yeah there's yeah. no okay. better drug than a live crowd and you've probably yeah. heard that many times. Yeah, yeah, as I say. Um, so going, and I think from one of the last interviews we did, this might have been a question you'd asked, um, Johnny, but I had it had it, had it written down. Um, you've obviously said about being, you are one of uh, probably one of the bigger guys on on the roster and everything like that. So what what move is just super awkward for you to for you to take, or would you not want to want to take? Okay, that's going to be a, a, a two-parter also because it all depends on who's doing it. Yeah, of course. Um, I I will never take a power drive. Yeah, fair. Never. Um, I've never taken one. I know how to take one. I will never take a power drive. I've given them, but I'll never take one. Um, stupid move that I would not want to take. Or like one that would really hurt to take. Well, anything we do hurts. So, <laughs> um, yeah. but yeah. I have to say, back body drop. Um, now, I've taken one where well, you've seen my my TikTok, the one yeah. you comment on. I took a back drop in the match from Chico. That is fine. Cause I trust him. Other people, they just throw you up and they don't they don't guide you. Um, my first backdrop ever was on the fly, and I almost broke my neck. Wow. Mm. So I have to say that, or I would never take the corkscrew pile driver from Scott Steiner. Yeah. yeah. He's such a fault. I mean, that's, that's, that's a pretty sensible answer, I think. <laughs> so probably yeah. the pile driver, that, that, that's no. Yeah. That's Maybe fair. if someone gave me a tombstone pile driver, that's different. But. Yeah. An actual Jerry Lawler yeah. power driver? No, not sir. happening. Do something else for my neck. Don't do that. Yeah, that's fair enough. That makes makes sense. It's it's interesting. I'm just going back to the the last sort of the the last wrestler that we asked about moves and things like that, and they were talking about um, sort of German suplexes and stuff like that. And I'm thinking a, a back body drop, although it's a completely different move. It's that you're not seeing where you're landing. And I'm, that's they're very it similar in that respect, aren't they? It also depends on how big the wing is too, and how far he's launching you. Yeah. Yeah. With a German suplex, I've taken them, you know, and you just, you know. Yeah. And tuck your chin. These guys, I don't know how to tuck my chin. Yeah, and you wonder why you have like a busted C six and seven vertebrae. Yeah. Yeah, no, that makes. Well, probably power driver would be not unless, unless say someone came up to me and said, "Hey, um, Jerry Lawler is going to give you a power driver." Okay, because he's been yeah. doing it for how long? Mm. Yeah, but if yeah. you were to say, 
you know, Steve, whatever is going to hit you with this, you're going to make a comeback. How am I going to make a comeback after a pile driver? That should be a finish. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wouldn't yeah. think yeah. someone has been doing it for like over 10 years. Yeah. Makes, mm -hmm. makes sense. And mm -hmm. actually, well, just. Sorry, I was, I was just on the on the um don't steal my on question. talk of no, I was I'm one of, I don't think I'm gonna steal your question. <laughs> um but just you're talking there about um about like things that should be a finish and stuff like that. I um I saw on one of your Instagram videos, um, is it the, the final death count? Is that the yes. that's it? Yeah. And the the obviously it looks really cool was what I, was what I thought, but I just wasn't sure. It? Do you wanna take it? <laughs> I don't, but just um the the one the one question i had about well two questions i had about it was how you came up with it and the video that i the, the video that i saw on on instagram i couldn't quite work out if the end result was the opponent finishing in a bit like a stunner position on the knees or flat like an rko type it's supposed to be flat and and um what the originally supposed to be is you up in a vertical suplex. Yeah. And I pretty much step out into a cutter. Some of the guys like to sandbag you and not go all the way up. So I have to hold them and kind of land, but they're coming down so fast I can't get under. So um that one you had seen was I'm gonna say it was a flop. Um, I was not happy about it. Yeah. But he's like, you have to hit your finish. I'm like, fine. Hopefully the guy knows how to take it. So uh, I got it from uh, New Japan. Uh, it's actually called the Black Crush. Uh, I think oh. Kabashi um, came up with it. Um, if you Google uh, Black Crush move on YouTube, it will pop up. Oh, and okay. he holds them like how Luke Flo holds them, like this. And then he'll hold them and he'll turn him like this way. So when you can come under, oh, you go straight okay. down. Yeah. Some of the guys can't see it that way. Like I've I've hit it amazing before, but obviously not times where it's on video team. So that kind of sucks. But and then my, my trademark is the double A spine mustard. I call the Black Sunrise. And that's the name of my buddy's band that does my theme song. So, oh, nice. Because I say after yeah, I hit you with a sunrise, you will awaken to a black sunrise. Nice, like nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, Jay. What were you before I stole in? What were you? No, uh, you didn't steal my question. You're fine. And um, just go. In mine sort of goes back to the taking the moves and stuff like that. And you said that um, you took one once and almost broke your neck, so you would never take it again, sort of thing. What is your the, like the worst injury you've ever had? Um, well, I've been pretty fortunate not to have many injuries in wrestling. Um, but I had a stinger in my neck. Lovely. Um, I dude, it was, uh, I was in a match and, and it wasn't anyone's fault. It was German suplexes, but the, it wasn't the German suplex that did it. It was the person who did it did like a rolling, like almost like a ripcord effect into like a Rochambeau. Yeah. Into a German. So I think when I was turning my neck, they were a little bit quicker than me. So my neck neck was like, you ever see Credit Kid with the the thing where yeah. Daniel Sun's doing the Yeah, yeah, I know you're at. Yeah. Was like a German suplex, and I don't think I fully up my neck. So that yeah. was interesting trying to show the doctor how it happened. Yeah, I, I can imagine. <laughs> <laughs> no, again, yeah. again, great answer. Thank you. Yeah, no, that's that's really interesting. Um, Johnny, you've got but it went away. <laughs> um, Johnny, have you got any others lined up? Yeah, so yeah. Uh, I did watch one of your matches that you had against Eric Rowan. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> and I I just wonder as well, like, you know, you're going into a show as like, oh yeah, you're fighting Eric Rowan tonight. So uh, what was that like knowing that you're gonna fight someone like him? Because obviously he's quite he's he's much taller than you are. He so, that, that was, was that a, like? a surprise. I was not mm. I found out when it was announced. 
I got tagged in the code, and it says special attraction match. And I was just waking up in the morning, and I check my phone, and I look, and it says you were tagged in CWE two. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I look, and I see the code, and it says the first photo. It's special attraction match: Eric Rowan versus the Death Wish of Jackson Payne. At first, I thought it was a win. I thought it was a joke. At first, I was like, hey, who's, who's ribbing me who? And all the boys would have chatting. They're like, oh, my God, Jackson. Like, you see how big this is? And I'm like, uh, yeah. And they're like, you know, you guys are going to have an amazing match. We went out there, and we had a different style match. We had a big man match. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We went 16 minutes, and literally, it was amazing. Um, he taught me so much. It wasn't things that even even I did wrong or nothing. It was just he had taught me, you know what? Because those guys, they don't tell you how you tell them how long you've been in the business. They'll be like, we'll see when you're going to win. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so I've been working 14 years and this and that. And he's like, you're a big guy. So, you know, this is going to be good. I didn't realize how strong he was until I got in there with him. <laughs> His hands double the size of mine. Wow. So when he hits you with that chop, he covered my whole chest. <laughs> I had his hands for three days. It was amazing because he took he took so much of what he could have done and was like I'm going to mold it into him and show him how he can go from here to here. And it was just amazing. Like, we went out there. We had fun. I learned so much. And it was probably my, my bucket list match in my career. Yeah. I was, I, I was going to ask, then, have you, have you, have you got, a, got a favorite match, which obviously you've, you've, you've kind of said with, with that. that. But have you, have you got a, a dream opponent who would... Who would you headline WrestleMania with? Who is who's the uh Okay. If I could have headlined the WrestleMania, it would have been uh Randy Macho Man Savage. Yeah. Fair. Mm-hmm. Fair. Mm-hmm. Fair. Yeah. Great answer. Which I never got which yeah. I never got to meet by by which you know, I saw him wrestle when I was a kid, but I never got to actually meet him. And mm. yeah, him and uh, Hitman Bret Hart, yeah, which I said, so he didn't, he, he didn't fancy the challenge, did he? When you did you offer him offer him the challenge and he, he weren't keen, okay. Bret Hart, Jackson Payne, let's do it, let's book it, let's book it. Imagine <laughs> the box office on that. Oh. <laughs> Who, who books that? I wouldn't want to book that. Yeah. Um, um, meaning, like, who's going to win? Yeah. But, um, I have, uh, speaking of Red Hood, I have become friends with his nephew. Oh, so wow. we do shows mm-hmm. together, and we just did a show uh, a few weeks back, and we got in the ring before the show, and we just messed around. And I worked here, so I threw him in the sharpshooter. <laughs> Love it, yeah. Oh, which I'm friends with his his nephew and and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah, it, it, it's it's a pleasure. I, I it would be Bret Hart and Marshman Winter Savage for sure. And would you say because we we were actually talking about this just before we came on with you, and um, we all thought that it would be the case. But is it more fun to work as a heel than it would be as a face? So. Now, it's one of those touchy situations because you don't know what you can get away with anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. What you're getting canceled on, what you're not getting, you know, like with with me being a heel, I push the envelope. Like I, like Jackson. I'm gonna give you a little bit behind the scenes here. He doesn't talk. He does his talking in the wind. If you watch old Undertaker, you watch old Psycho Sid. They don't do much talking, but their actions speak louder than words. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you absolutely. When they walk out, that is like Jackson. He'll grunt, he'll growl, he'll beat his chest. You know, it's it's all it's uh, so. Um, when I'm in the when I'm out there, 
I push the envelope. I'll whip signs. I'll smack hats off people. I'll smack drinks on people's hands. I'll point out kids, and I'll like have these clean contacts. I didn't put them in today, but have these clean contacts that that glow and they make them look like nuts. And it kind of it's kind of like this. Right? No, it's, but it's that's a really cool hat, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> um, let me see if I can pull up a picture of my yeah. eyes, so you can kind of get an idea. So you, you you're you're fitting in with the, the the sort of the snapbacks and beards theme going on actually with the, yeah. this, one's a this one's a yeah. fullback, but I have snapback. Ah. All ah. my hats are back there. Oh nice. That's it. <laughs> All my hats are back there. I have so many. Um yeah. and I I think why just while you're searching for that, I think Johnny, you mentioned about the, the ring gear looking um Yeah, so smart. obviously you mentioned I'll send um, you the photo later and you guys can kind of put it in with the podcast. Yeah, yeah, of course. Cool. Um, cool. Obviously, you mentioned Bret Hart, and one thing that stands out to me is the you know the pink and black gear. Um, he pulls it off so well, you know, it makes it look so cool. And uh, obviously, one of my favorite colors is bright green. So the fact that you have bright green trunks and black, I really like that. And I just wondered, like, is is it because it's your favorite color or something, or what was the reason behind so the, the I've green? I've always liked green and black. I, I've like lime green and black. Hmm. Um. Earlier in my career, I was a different gimmick, and I used red and black. Um, and it was just, I was in a, a car accident, and I was like, was told I'd never wrestle again, and this and that. And I didn't watch anything, and then I got cleared to be able to train again. And and I'm like, I wonder, it's been a couple of years, I wonder if I changed my name, shaved my head, changed my gimmick, and my colors, it would pop. Well, the lime green and the black just pops. Like you see, see it everywhere. Kids love it. Um, and uh, yeah, this is my other cue, but that's cool. That's so cool. <laughs> oh, love it. Um, I have the matching, the green and black, and then the black and green. And I have, I always like except with the big knee pads. I got um, a guy to draw lightning bolts on the knee pads. The knees that look like knee pad covers. Okay. I've always liked green and black, um, and it just pops because it glows. All my stuff glows. That's really cool. Close to So, um, I, I like lightning. Like if you go back and you watch Halloween Havoc 1997, DDP and Macho Man Randy Savage, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, kind of resembles his. I kind of want to get something similar like that. Um, it just works. Like I have the the trunks that match the tights, like Bret Hart, where the where it has it going into the design, so it makes it work as one. Not like oh, what the hell is this squiggle? If you put the the wings on, it all flows. But yeah, mm -hmm. I I love black and green, like lime black and green. Like when I saw DX do it, I was like okay, and then it just colors that pop and stand out that will make you. If you don't remember anything in that match, what are you going to remember? Those colors. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. no, they look, they cool. do look, they do they do stand out and they do look really really right. really cool. So with with that it's it's like I always want to have things that stand out. Like I want to venture into different colors, but I also want to revert back to it at the same time. Like I'm not going to give away my colors at, at all, but I mean like you may see me in you know blue and black you may see me and but it's always going to be this right um but yeah i, I love green and black <laughs> I mean, <it's> <laughs> <laughs> nice nice yeah. i like that i like that so where is where's the the best the best sort of venue that you've you've been able to perform in is a uh... um so there's a few. So the best venue that I've wrestled in, that meaning meaning big hype wise, would be the Hamilton Convention Center. It's pretty much a few steps down from like a Coliseum, like a wow. Roger Center or a you know place like that. Um, there, I, I work there a couple times, a couple times a month, or once a month or whatever. But usually, small towns. With smaller venues are the best because 
you go to a town that doesn't have a lot of stuff, like they don't have a lot of like wrestling or whatever, they don't get it. Everyone who's anyone will show up there. Yeah. And the, the energy they give you is just it's it's like how they say back in the old days when you used to go to those other movies and you would just hear them. Same situation. So it would be smaller venues that sit maybe a couple hundred people. They're the loudest and the rowdiest. Wow. Like now that wrestling on, yeah. on uh, Friday, it almost has that ECW feel to it. Yeah, no, the I crowd see. is into it. Like they will tell you, you name it. <laughs> nice. No, they, they like you. They'll tell you they hate you. So, but that's that's what you want, though, right? You want to be able to feed off the crowd and feed off their energy to to give everything you can. The time that's everything. Uh, yeah. But with me, on some instances, they will boo me, and then they'll start chewing me. I guess it's because mm-hmm. it's a big, blue, muscular, slock, stocking, you know, mentality. Like, I work slow. I work that big man style. You talk mm-hmm. about, like, Triple H, Bulldog, Hogan, Sid, Teku. Yeah. yeah. That style, right? Slow, methodical. I don't have to do all this crazy stuff, but I can. Like, in an instance, you see Teku hit those ropes, that clothesline, bam. He's lightning. I can do that kind of stuff, you know, like. So, it it, it uh, have have have, they, you, have have you got the dive over the top rope like Taker used to be able to hit? Have you got that in the locker? Yeah, pay me enough. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 265 pounds. You ain't gonna pay me enough for that. <laughs> um, no, but I do the I do the 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 squash in the corner. Yeah, you know, I'll I'll take it and I'll, I'll also do the way Sting used to do it. Well, come off. Yep. Yeah. Um, stuff like that, you know. But uh but yeah, the, the fans they 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 they're fickle, man. You know, yeah. they'll boo me, they'll chew me, but then they'll they're always there buying my merch. Like it's <laughs> you know and so, one thing I'm gonna say is you know people say K Fabe is dead, K Fabe's not dead. Oh no, absolutely not. No, but when it comes to you fans, especially kids. You can bend reality a little bit. Like, as much as I get, you know, I'm quiet and that, kids come up to me, they're scared of me. Like, I come over, I'll give them a button or whatever, and are you okay? Like, do I have to beat him up? Like, you take away your candy? Like, you know? And then they they get they get going. But it's, it's like the kids with my gimmick. It's like John Cena. I can be as mean and as nasty as possible. They just, oh. especially the special needs kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I did a show where um, I came out, and it was 365 show, the promotion of Wrestling Um 365 Wrestling. And then L. Jackson, on the left side, when you go out there, there was a bunch of kids in like three worlds, and they were all special needs. Special Olympics was, was happening at that time. And I walk out there, and I shake their hands, and I... I throw my shirt to one of the kids and it lands behind him. So after the show, I come over, I did a mission, I'm signing, oh, Jackson, here's your shirt back. I'm like, I threw it at you for a reason. And, oh my God, oh my God. And then I had one story where a girl, she had, uh, she had got one of my original t shirts and her dad said that she wears it like a, as a nest egg. Like she will wear it every single day. I will wash it two or three times a week. Because she won't go out the house with that on. And I, I'm thinking, okay, he's just, you know, because I'm a wrestler. No, they added me on social media, and I every photo they're in, she's wearing that shirt. Wow. And he had sent me a message. And this is where fans hit home. I don't care I'm a heel, face, whatever. You get these messages from people that you've touched, it does something to a man. Yeah. They're like, my daughter, for the first time she saw you, she fell in love with the gimmick, with you. She's safe around you. She says, I have this shirt on. I'm unstoppable. Because it's Jackson mm-hmm. Payne's shirt. Jackson Payne is a monster. He's a here for the kids. I have this shirt on. Nothing can touch me. And I just was like, floored because you don't get messages like that. You know, like, I, I, it takes me back to when I was a kid seeing Macho Man, Hulk Hogan, 
the Rock, Stone Cold Triple H, how that made you feel. Now if someone's saying, hey, you my role model, you my hero, and stuff like that, it just takes you back and it makes everything full circle. I don't mean to deviate from the conversation, but no, no. I, I had the yeah, yeah, so that's incredible. Welcome back to the fans thing. So I say I'm a tweener because fans will cheer and boo me and then they'll go buy my stuff. So Jack, Jackson's not- dropping that Randy Orton vibe of just sort of right. you know that's it. Right. It's that Randy Orton vibe. <laughs> He's like in that Stone Cold Steve Austin taker mentality where he looks like a bad, bad guy, but is he really? He mm-hmm. has demons, yeah. but is he really a bad guy? You're gonna cheer him anyway. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm yeah, so <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry to be long winded, but I had to get no. that. Uh, that's brilliant. Very good. It's so so cool to hear. Um just on that with, with other mentioned other other wrestlers and stuff like that, like who from uh, the the pro world of sort of WWE and AEW and all that sort of like who who stands out for you at at the minute? Because I th- I guess from our point of view as as fans we you know we see someone and we're like ah oh, their their gimmicks are really cool or they put on really cool matches but you as a, a guy in the business probably looks at performers in such a different way than we do and it's kind of funny because i know most of them <laughs> right and i'm gonna drop a few of them go for it get the name drops in <laughs> all ego with the page yeah Yes. Yeah. He's from Hamilton. Oh, okay. He helped train me. Wow. Okay. I've had five wrestling matches against Ethan Page in my life. Are you five and zero? Oh? Are you are you undefeated against Ethan Page? Are you? I'm three and two. <laughs> Respectable. We can. Yeah. Uh, one was a triple threat that he didn't get pinned, and one he got disqualified. Uh, another one uh, is, uh, and every time I see him, Ethan Page, he's always happy to see me, and is uh, MJF. Uh, he's doing amazing. He is the top guy. He, I know he's face now, but he's the top guy in this industry as of right now. He's only 26 yeah. years old. Yeah. Amazing. Um, you also got, you know, uh, uh, Alistair Black, he stands out. Like he's been around a while, yes, but he stands out. Like, like no yeah. more, man. Like, yeah, that's Alistair's mm-hmm. one of one one of my uh, when when we ever talk about sort of top fives in WWE yeah. or top fives in yeah, a, yeah. in AW, Alistair Black's always always one that. I, that I see Adam Cole and uh, Adam Cole and and uh, are doing that's really. That's cool. so good. Yeah, so fun. Yes, I do. Yeah, that is yeah. so yeah, fun. Of course, I have to say Cody Rhodes. Of course. So. Yeah. No, that's that's really cool. So um, let me just go through. And um, one thing I do quite like is um, you mentioned Psycho Sid a few times, and he is one of my favorite wrestlers. So it's just nice because I don't always feel like Sid gets the credit he deserves because he just looks like a wrestler. You know, you start. You know, he just looks the part and i think he's very good um i have a little story to tell you okay i'm friends with psycho Sid. okay i will tell you how a mutual friend of ours they had a podcast online like you guys have and it was called the vicious circle podcast i don't know if you heard of it okay and it was a podcast like this you have people come on and and a friend of mine knew i was really he was would you like to Talk to Sid, and I was like, "Yeah, you full of it." So a few years ago, well, COVID time, and it was a couple days after my birthday. My birthday's in January. He, my buddy, had called. I'd like to talk to Sid before the podcast. Yeah, whatever, you know. Yeah, whatever. Get a phone call. He's a Tom. You know, yeah. He was. My my name's Tom, by the way. Um. <laughs> But I, I go with Jackson. But um, he goes, hey, he's on the phone. And he's like, hey, big man, how's it going? And, uh, it's like, well, Sid's on the phone with me. Are you kidding me? And I was just watching, <laughs> you know, the World Rumble from the Alamo Dome. Like, wait, as I'm on the phone with Sid. 
and he's talking to me and she's like, yeah, man, he goes, I hear you a good wrestler. And I hear that I have some influence on you. And I said, you have like one of the biggest. And he's like, well, I'd love to have you on the podcast. And I was on the podcast about like six times. And then we started doing like a fitness goal thing where we would track each other's progress and give each other advice. And Sid would be like, you know, I've done this with my diet. How are you doing, Jackson? How is this? How's that? And he was like, if I ever come to Canada, I want to wrestle you. And I'm like, I will take that power bomb all day long. <laughs> <laughs> so we talked and we did. They became friends, and and uh, and he gave me some pretty good advice. He gave me some insights on the business. He thought of it as a business. He didn't think of it as a passion. He thought it was just a nine to five job. You know, he goes, I took it for granted. He goes, I I didn't keep anything. I didn't become friends with anybody that you would think I'd be friends with. Um, maybe Kevin Nash. But him and Sean, him and Brett, you know, mm -hmm. all storyline. So uh I said, Yeah, any any tips for me and he gave me some big tips big tips he goes you may not be six nine six six you know six eleven like i am he's like you six two he's like you two hundred and at the time i wasn't as big as i am now but he's like you two hundred and forty five fifty pounds like i when i say big i mean muscle wise um he's like you do these little key things and you'll be fine and i've adapted to them and you know, but yeah, so Sid, I, I became friends. I haven't talked to him in a while, but yeah, he uh, he's, an, he's a he's a uh, good individual. He does a lot of charity work for his church. Okay, yeah. gives like water and Vienna sausages and makes sure everyone's eating and donates a lot mm -hmm. to the homeless, right? So oh, that's yeah. cool. That's really cool. Yeah, that's really cool. Insight on wrestling. Yeah, it's one of the things I like about sometimes wrestlers get my attention because the theme song's good. And uh, I always like Psycho Sid's theme song, and obviously I paid more attention to him because I'm like, I love this song. And then obviously you see him, and he just looks like a wrestler. Like he just look, has that look about him. If, and, um, if, if you I'm watch like, some of my stuff, you will see little, my entrance. You'll see little glitz and glamour of Sid. Mm. Like I, sometimes I'll do them. I yeah. won't do it to everybody. I will pick and choose. Because one is a face, they'll pay money for you to touch their hand. Right? Mm -hmm. yeah. That's why yeah. Brad Hull would always take his glasses off and he would pick who he gave the glasses to. It was never always the person in the front row, it was the one in the second or third row. Mm -hmm. So you watch my entrance and it you do glitz and glamour of Sid. If you look at my eyes, my eyes are like like that guy from WrestleMania when Taker would lost a streak. Because who wants to wrestle a guy who looks like a psychopath? Would you? No. Mm. no. Absolutely not. Yeah. So that's my mm. little story for you, just to give you some insight. <laughs> that's really that's, cool. That's a great story. That's Love so that. cool. I was I was just gonna I was gonna ask of just as you as you said about that, what is the what is the if, if someone was, was just starting out now, like what would be the, the one one bit of advice that you would you would give to someone just at the start of their of their journey find a reputable wrestling school learn everything you can when i say everything you can i mean in this business you will never know everything i've been doing this 15 years in april i'm still in the, the local training school with lenny lilac and and everyone i i actually have a hand in training a few of the new new uh wrestlers that are out on the indie scene right now and i'm actually had the privilege of being in the show with on friday um cj mm -hmm. uh bruce thunderstein that's what i was gonna give his name his name is jordan um jesse she's a, a, a female she's that, that punk rocker you know look she has like the yeah. the neck tattoos and she has like the the pink and blue dreads shaved side of the tattoos you know stuff like that like that girl in that rumble who used to follow me around her. oh okay um, yeah yeah so 
hey, um, I have a hand in, in, in teaching the new guys. So I always tell them, learn everything you can. Always ask questions. There is no question in this business that is dumb, stupid, or idiotic. Because I would rather you ask me 101 questions than I say and then go out there and not ask me something that's bothering you. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. I would say, go to a lipto wrestling school. Make sure you have the passion for it. And there's one way to find out if you have the passion for it. You take that first bump. It's either you in or you out. Let's face it, that bump is not easy. Mm. Yeah. It's not it's not a trampoline, folks. Yeah. That mm. makes makes sense. Like, so. times, I will be tearing down the ring after the show. Yes, for you guys out there, I still tear down the ring after 15 years. <laughs> you pull up the canvas and you see fans around like, oh my god, it's steel and plywood. What did you think it was? With that much gym mat. Remember the old gym mats in high school? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Never fun to land on. Or sometimes it's foam. Or just carpet. Right? And then there is a, a spring, mm -hmm. but that's only to balance out the come-alongs under the wind. That doesn't do anything. Mm -hmm. So it, it all goes by, I would say, if you have a passion for this business, pursue it. Ask every question, no demand. There's no question off limits. You know, consistency is key. Nice. Mm -hmm. yeah. and, and like I said, I, I wish I had that when I was training because I've had many different trainers. And when I mentioned Ethan Page, he was training with me, but he would was good enough at the time where he would ha actually help with the classes when the trainer wasn't around. So, you know, I learned from everybody, but the one who's taking me under his wing and pretty much molded me into what I am now is Lenny Lilac. I, I give him so much credit in the world because you know people always say ah forget about him he's he's a big oaf he's a big bodybuilder he knows nothing get in the ring with me then you can tell me if i know i did money you know uh money scroll yeah yeah yeah, yeah mm -hmm. money scroll yeah i did a show with him two months ago i actually picked him up from the yeah. airport at his seminar he looked at me when i was driving and he goes hey big man you go oh, yeah he goes we were talking in the car, and he goes, "You have a great mind for this business." And then when we did the seminar, he was like, "You go in places." He saw my match, and he was like, "You go in places. You have the luck. You have the size. You have the ability. Keep in touch with me." And I've been kept in touch with Money School ever since. That's incredible. That's so cool. <laughs> that's so cool. I'm a I'm a big Marty. Marty fan. I, was, I should I should have worn my uh, my Marty top. That's what I should have done. But I, um, yeah, <laughs> he's uh, he's cool. He he, he, uh, he followed me on uh, on uh, social media on, on Instagram, and he's always liking my stuff. So there's a photo of me and him that I uh, don't have on my phone here, but we have a photo. And I forgot how small he was. <laughs> mm. He's not a yeah. small guy. He's in good shape, but he is good. Like I did a seminar, man, and. Yeah, I'm a better worker for that, and all the tips he's given mm -hmm. me over the last couple of months. Yeah, that's that's, he's that's so cool. He's in Puerto Rico right now. Yeah, yeah. So that's so cool, so yeah. cool. Um, you said um you've got uh is it a show you've got coming up Friday? Friday. If you, Friday yeah, Friday. let's what's tell us about tell us about that. Tell everyone listening about that. Um, so Friday evening down at the Knights of Columbus. You've probably heard a lot of different places called Nights Columbus. Uh, it's at the Hall here in Hamilton, Ontario, and uh, we're having a show, um, 365 Pro Wrestling. They're based out of Guelph, Ontario, but they're branching out to different towns now. And me being from Hamilton, they're like, hey, um, we want to put, put a show here. I would, we would love you to be part of it. I'm in, right? Because there's nothing like being the hometown boy. There is not. And yeah. and I've worked for many crowds and promotions in the past. There is no better feeling and pop and reaction to when your music hits and you're behind that curtain and you start feeling the rumbling. And then once your music really goes into it and then you open that curtain and they start announcing you, because that's how they do it, you'll come out and they'll start announcing you as you come out. Then that eruption... 
I'm getting goosebumps just just thinking about it. Yeah. What about feeling? I love it. Um, it's gonna be a great time. You got Jackson Payne and and uh, Daddy Davis losing. Um, Joey Allen and John John Atlas in a tag match. You got Chico, the uh, heavyweight champion, versus Eddie Osborne for the for the championship, three six five championship. You got uh, a few guys from BCI. I don't know their names, but you got all these massive talents coming. Where right? you got everyone who is big in Ontario and across. Coming to the show, so oh. they have that. That's that, that, that following. What I told you, it's like that ECW mentality with the fans. Yeah. They, mm-hmm. you know, if you bug them, they'll bug you back. Like they'll throw throw things at you. They'll dump beer on your head. They'll, you know, they'll they'll bring their signs and they'll chant and they'll. It's a fun time. Yeah, you can't can't beat an old school ECW style environment. I think. Yeah, I never really like ECW, but I understand the fans' perspective on when you that diehard. It's balls to the wall, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I love that. Um, Jay and Johnny, have you got any other thoughts, questions while we've been while we've been chatting? Not a question, but just more of a statement. I was just going to say, um, obviously, we we know someone. I'm not going to name names, but we know someone down at Progress. So if anyone from Progress is listening, Jackson does want to get booked in the UK. So let's, let's, <laughs> let's, let's make this happen. Yeah, let's do I, it. I, I thought you were going to drop then. I'm, I'm a no, little bit disappointed you didn't. But, um... I, I, won't, I, won't, I won't name drop. I've been trying to branch out to the stage for a long time. It's just a lot of things fall through the cracks. and. Mm. Um, it's just finding the right fit. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like me, you got Tom here. This is me. You got Tom here. Jackson is a whole other cat. Jackson is just, you know, he's cranked up 150 degrees. He's mean. He's nasty. But he's, when he's a face, he's out there to make sure that no one is messing around. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. I'm that guy who's like it's like Bruno Brody. Yeah, mm. yeah, yes. Like that mentality. It's like you ain't gonna mess around when I'm here. So, mm-hmm. and and the the, the death. I don't know if you guys are aware of what the death merchant means. It means in the military, it means weapons of arms. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So, if the death merchant Jackson Payne is coming, it sounds yeah. better than the Bruno Payne, you know. <laughs> but yeah, yeah I, I appreciate I, you uh throwing that out for yeah. me i, I do yeah, like well um ab- absolutely time like i i would love yeah. to do this again i'd love to keep in contact with you gentlemen um yes i know it's late in the uk i appreciate it <laughs> no no that's that's absolutely fine the the last the last uh well, unless Johnny, unless you had anything, the last. Yes, I, I have no, nothing to do with it. Yeah, so... <laughs> the, the only, the only last sort of question I had that just popped up from what you, what you were just saying, really, was what is the, what is the difference, or how different is, you know, Jackson to, to Tom? Like, what is the? Does it take you long to, to go into that, that persona, or are you sort of, you're already pretty much there, and then. Um. So Jackson is always inside of me because I'm goofy and quirky and loud and obnoxious. And, and like when I'm in the gym, it's like I think Jackson was invented from my persona in the gym. Just, uh, 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 <laughs> I just and because uh, I don't talk in the gym. This thing here, when I'm in the gym, only mm-hmm. for music. Like I have that mentality like, oh, it's Someone calls you, call me and now I'm in the gym. Uh, it doesn't matter who it is, you know. And I'm pretty sure if it's a promoter, they'll understand. You know, we'll get there. He'll call you later. Um, I, I think, you know, me being in the gym and me being just enclosed in my mind and letting all my stress out and the grunting, grunting, that's where Jackson comes from. And it took me a long time to realize that. But, uh, but yeah, it, it's... When I put the contacts in, it's like a luchador with a mask. Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. The contacts are in, I'm that person. Yeah. Like I 
you, know, you see a glimpse behind everything. But when I leave my house, I don't leave, like if I'm wrestling or I'm in a period or something, I leave with them on. I will literally drive five hours with them in to go home. And I will forget to in. And I'll go into a gas station and just get a hell of a, an attendant. Which I'm talking <laughs> <laughs> I'll have them in and I will walk into a gas station or something and I'll get, you know, whatever, get gas, whatever. And, uh, and it's in my eyes. like, how's wrong with him? It just goes by, like, I put them in, I feel it. Yeah. And then when the music hits, that's right. I get that's that feeling like a shark does when the eyes go behind their head before they bite somebody. I get mm -hmm. that feeling before I walk in. Nice, nice. Um, Johnny, anything from from you before? I was just enjoying the stories. I think yes. it's fascinating. So, you know, so know. interesting. It's so interesting. So, and yeah, obviously, if you're if you ever ever wanna wanna come back on, we would oh, absolutely love it. I would, I would love to. Like, this has been fun. Like. It, I, I don't, I'm like the Undertaker in a way. I don't like talking about behind the scenes things. Yeah. It's good to like give little snippets, be like, oh, check this out, watch this. Yeah. Do this. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, I have my own, like, I have a lot of merchandise. I got like my Jackson Paint hats. I have, I have multiple different ones. Um, so, can these, can these all be got online, can they? Or your, or your, yeah, you can always message me. That's, yeah. Oh, that's um, cool. I got that. So, I got this one. I have, um uh, another one uh, that's being uh being done now like for friday this won't be up till friday right yeah 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 so okay. this will come out wednesday yeah. yeah yeah so okay so i'll give you guys a sneak peek of my new hat oh exclusive you guys get inside exclusive here <laughs> so it's going to be the same thing I like that's that. Cool. That's like a cool that. design. That's yeah, a very, nice. very cool so, design. That it's going to be that, but it's going to be on my hat, and it's going to be available for Friday's show. Um, okay. I have my own t-shirts. I have my own. Um, I have one that's half my face, and it says "Madness of Pain." Nice. Yeah. I yeah. have one that's like a Funko of my of mine that says "TDM Jackson Pain." It's a Funko figure of me. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, I have just a normal one with like a a, a sickle, but yep. it's a voodoo blade with a, a a blade on it. It's literally a voodoo blade of a spine. That's cool. That's awesome. Um, so um, so where can people on on social media where where can people can find you, your website, and everything? You guys can message me on my social media at TDM Jackson Payne on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. You know, I also have a YouTube page that is up, but I don't have much on it now, right now, but it will be updated. Um, you can always send me, you know, a message. I can always figure out, you know, I can ship them to you guys. We can figure out the cost of everything. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not falling to, to uh, ship to people. I have done it in the past. There's a TikTok on, on TikTok, um, uh, Finchmaster. He uh, has one of my original shirts. Uh, I have mm -hmm. sweaters, my logo on it with the bloodshot eyes. Uh, cool. so that's Mooch and Jackson Payne on the arms. Uh, buttons, stickers, 8x10s. Very um, cool. I have cool. everything. <laughs> I was trying to find a uh, good one. Here's the photo of the of the match for, for, uh, for Friday. Oh, awesome. Okay. Um, I'm so gonna, uh, gonna have to get myself a uh, Jackson Payne T-shirt. I think. Yeah, I think I think I'm going for a hat. I reckon. Yeah. A hat or a T-shirt. <laughs> I'm not sure. I've hats, eight by tens. You know, pretty much everything. I'm trying to. Every time I go out, I try to have something new. So when I come to the yeah. same mm -hmm. town, if it's not the first or second time, I want something new so people gravitate to it. Like mm -hmm. this hat here. My last show I did candidate, I had two people fighting over it. <laughs> I said, Well, like the last one I have, if you guys want, he's like they were running to the ATM to see who can get cash first. <laughs> or whatever Amazing. I buy and sell, like if I sell a hat, you know, I'll embroider it like with my hand, I sign it, my photos, you buy a photo, I always personalize it. 
That's I'm, awesome. I always have codes where I give you my code to follow me on social media, and every photo I take with fans, it goes up on my social media, so you can find it there and you can take it. If you guys have photos of me, tag me in anything, I respond. You know, um, yeah, awesome. That's yeah, amazing. So cool, so cool. So, yes, you know, like, message me on social media, and I can we can figure it out. Or you can get stuff at your closest wrestling event. Yeah, um, awesome. obviously UK a little bit first, so you guys, can, <laughs> yeah, we can figure something out. Awesome. So, uh, what was your what was your social medias again, Jackson? Sorry, what were your social media handles? At, Just... at TDM Jackson Payne. On at all TDM socials. Jackson, on all socials. Um, the most active right now is TikTok, Facebook, Instagram. Yeah. I do check Twitter, but not as rarely as I should. Yeah, as often as I should. But it's yeah, awesome. It I'm always checking. <laughs> um, but, so, but yeah, I have everything. Like, oh, and um, a little bit of an insight. My, I, I'm actually shocked you guys didn't ask me this question. What is my favorite title? Look at it. Look oh, at it in all its oh, glory, Stu. So beautiful. Stu, look yes. at it in all oh, its glory. So beautiful. So beautiful. So people ask me, what's your favorite title? Yeah. So beautiful. Yeah, it's just <laughs> so this good. Is my, my most prized possession. Yeah, that is mm. so beautiful. Yeah, it's got the old WWF logo on it as well. So that's, that's like, the reason I got it. Yeah. <laughs> that's um, a... like, like I was saying, um, you know, with with my social media and everything, like I'm always checking it. Me yeah. and my team, mostly mostly me, because this thing's kind of glued to my hand most of the time. <laughs> Um, but like I said, if you guys want to follow me or whatever, go right ahead. Um, I'll, uh, I'll, just, I'll just send you a follow. Just I now. will talk to you guys. Like I said, if you guys want need anything, if you want to put me back on the podcast, you let me know. Um, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Thank you for the plug about getting me getting Jackson booked in the UK. <laughs> I've always been a dream of mine. Like I said, big bulldog fan, right? So let's get him here. Let's get him here. Yeah. Um, so just for finish, Jay, where can we find you on your social medias? You can find me on TikTok at JE WrestleTok, on Instagram at JE WrestleGram, but more active on TikTok where you'll see my daily wrestling content talking all things wrestling. And Johnny, yourself? You can find me on TikTok at Johnny Goldsmith and then Johnny underscore Goldsmith underscore on Instagram. And most of the time that's just sharing the podcast, but um, I am on there. <laughs> Yeah, and myself, I am on Instagram, that wrestling gram, and most of my Instagram is sharing stuff about the podcast. Um, but my TikTok is that wrestling guy at TWG1991 for all things wrestling. And we have our own snapbacks and bids TikTok. So anyone that isn't going and following that, please do. And um, once again, Jackson, thank you you so much for for joining us it's been been so cool thanks for both my co-hosts as usual and we will catch you very very soon thanks everyone